Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. If you can, if you're physically able, I would like, I would like to ask you again, if you can stand up for a moment for the reading of God's Word. I'm going to go and, and preach this morning. I know that you're here, you're ready for this. You ready for the Word of the Lord? Are you ready for the Word of the Lord? By the way, would you do me a favor? Can you turn to someone and say, and tell that person, I don't know what you've been eating lately, but you look better than the last time I saw you. I don't know, I don't know the soap that you've been using. I don't know, I don't know what's been happening, but you look better. In fact, turn to the other neighbor, the, the second favorite person, and tell him, and you smell better too. You smell better too today. Are you ready for the word? I would, I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. I want to read from the New King James Version. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are, point to someone and say you are. Please do it gently. You are a chosen, chosen generation. Amen. Can I have an amen? Chosen the Bible says that Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I had chosen you. Amen? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. I mean, that's interesting because two different callings in the Old Testament, but, you know, we are both in, you know, royalty and at the same time priests through Jesus Christ. Amen? That's, that's amazing. That's uncommon, Pastor Yourself. A holy nation, holy, a holy nation, holy means set apart. Meaning you are uncommon. You have been set apart. Can I encourage you this year? Uh, man, I'm, I'm tempted to preach right away. But can I encourage you this year, brothers and sisters, not only to desire to have a revelation of a, an uncommon year, but desire to have a revelation of an uncommon you. I believe it's high time for us not just to get excited about the things that, what, that can happen around us, but get excited about the things that can happen in us. Some of the greatest things that God can do in your life doesn't ha that happen around you, but happens in you. Sometimes we downplay, we underestimate the fact that God is doing great things inside of us. We're praying, Lord, change my environment, change the circumstances, but God is saying, I'm doing a thing. But you're looking around, I'm, I'm doing a thing in you. Amen. Can I get a witness in New Life Alabang, in New Life Maine? Amen. So, let's, let's finish the verse and then we can pray and then you can sit down. Thank you, Lord. Let's put it back if you can, please. Um, you are a chosen generation, a royal priest of the holy nation, his own special people. I don't know if it if still does resonate in your heart. We know we're special. We know we're God's people. But I want you to ponder upon the truth, the reality that you are God's people, yes. But please add the special. You are God's own special people. You might not be feeling special this morning, but the reality is you are. The reality is you are. You are special. Turn to someone and said, I, I made a joke about, you know, how you look earlier, but you are special. You are special in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? Don't you ever let the circumstances around you or whatever you are feeling right now, amen, lie to you. You are special. God's own special people that you may proclaim. This is now the purpose. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out. Can, you, can somebody say, called you out? He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In this verse, 
in a nutshell is this reality. You are God's uncommon people called to do uncommon things. You are God's uncommon people called to live an un uncommon life. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise for the day. We thank you, God, for the help that you have brought into our lives even right now, God, already in this place. We love you. We honor you. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Tell somebody else, I'm serious about you looking good than the last time I saw you. Amen. Uncommon people. You can now be seated. Thank you so much. Uncommon people called to live uncommon lives. Can I give you a, a little principle and then we can, we can go from here, move forward from here. This, this principle that goes, you cannot consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. You cannot perform, you cannot operate, you cannot live out uh, uh, consistently in a manner that is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. In other words, if you look at you as a common person, you're going to live an uncommon life. You're going to live a common life. If the, if, if, if the way, see, let me say this thing that I, I shared back, in, uh, back home. Your perception or your per perspective determines your price tag. Let me explain. If your perspective about you is you are common, that's the price tag that you're going to put on yourself. And you're going to live that way. You see, perception actually determines trajectory. Your perception about you, the way you look at you on the basis of, I don't know which revelation, if it's coming from the Lord or on the basis of what others said about you or your experience, however good or bad it may be. But the reality is you cannot consistently perform or operate for in a manner that is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. That is why it is so important that if you and I are going to live an uncommon life, we've got to have a revelation of an uncommon us. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're never ordinary. You're never, or, not, your feelings that must determine who you are. You are not ordinary. You might experience an ordinary, you know, um, experience in this life, but you are never ordinary. Amen? And, and um, so you have been set apart. The Bible says you, have been, you are holy, set apart. Set apart, holy means you have been set apart, right? Did you know that the opposite or the, the opposite of holy means common? Holiness actually, the opposite of holiness means commonness. Did you know that if you don't realize that you have been set apart, handpicked by God, and that you are not ordinary, and that you, are, that you are made for something big, you're made for more, did you know that if you don't see yourself as that, on the basis of God's Word, you're going to live your life, and in fact, strive your way through life, struggle your way through life. So, realize that you have been set apart and handpicked by God, and you might even think right now, Pastor Ram, this is, this, these things are so basic. Listen, listen to me, church. Majority in the scripture means going back to basics, really. Amen? Um, it says that you have been set apart, handpicked by God to be uncommon and to live an uncommon life for His glory. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 10. So, because we have this question, what kind of life is this? Uncommon life. What kind of life am I supposed to live? I already have my own life. In fact, if I hear from some friends of mine and they look at my life and they, uh, as, you know, I, if I look to them as if I am living a bo boring life, they would say, hey, get a life. 
Because we think, I have to produce this life. I have to come up with this life. I have a good news for you. You don't have to try to produce this life. You don't have to try to manufacture this life. This life comes from Jesus. All right, so let's go, back, go to John chapter 10, verse 10. In the Amplified Classic, it says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life. First and foremost, you got to have it to enjoy it. And please think about this. I mean, if Jesus is talking to you right now and he's saying, I, want, I came to give you life, you might answer back and say, God, I already have one. I'm breathing, I'm existing, I'm striving. But Jesus said, I came to give you life. I, I came to give you a higher life. I came to give you a full life. It says, a life to be enjoyed that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Let me begin with this phrase, I came to give you. You realize, I don't know if you have noticed, Jesus is not saying to any of us, I came to teach you how to produce that life, how to come up with that life. He said, I came to give you. I came to give you life. I came to give you. And you know, further, when I was meditating upon this, because I shared also this, uh, this message back home, I was meditating upon it. And I said, Lord, life. Yeah, I know about that. We've heard about that. I mean, we've been in church for quite a while full life, you know, enjoyable life. But Lord, I'm not enjoying my life. What am I going to do to be able to experience and enjoy this kind of life? Jesus is saying to all of us, you're missing it because you did not get it. The first, the first line says, I came to give you. The enemy came, came to destroy, to take away, uh, take life from you, suck life out of you, but I came to give you. I came to give you life and to have it more abundantly, something that you can enjoy and something that is abundant. I'm, 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 I'm trying to help somebody here and, and listen, church. My, my desire this morning, and I feel like I'm on a mission this morning to, to just break it down to you in simple terms. What am I to do with this life that Jesus is giving to me? There's only three things that Jesus... No, this is not yet the third, no, three points. Okay, this is just the introduction. Just three things that you can do with the life that Jesus is giving you. Very basic. Number one, receive it. Just receive it. And, and, and we have been encouraged in church, in church life in, around, you know, our, in, in, in the life of the church. We are encouraged, hey, you know, you've got to grow in your believing. You've got to grow in your believing. Can I, can I encourage you this morning, brothers and sisters, not only that you should grow in your believing, but you and I, are you ready for this? You and I are supposed to grow also in our receiving. I've noticed, brothers and sisters, that there's much pride in producing than in receiving there's much pride when we produce it because men there's our uh, intelligence there, there our effort you know and and all, all, all these things that are, I'm not trying to discount that I'm not saying that's bad but I'm just saying brothers and sisters in reality in life there's much pride when we produce it and we say glory be to God but the me comes first right because we we, we we think that you know I did this uh, man this would not have happened if I was not there it was my hard work and so on and so forth. Those things are not bad, not, not evil. They're not going to send you to hell. But reality is this, brothers and sisters. A lot of times we don't enjoy simply the things that Jesus are freely giving to us. Because we did not get this first thing that Jesus said, I came to give you. I came to give you life. What do you do with what Jesus is giving to you? Receive it. I've noticed that it takes humility to receive I've talked to some people that said, I feel guilty if I'm always on the receiving end. Can I, can, I, can I encourage you to think for a moment? 
the most important gift that any Christian can receive in life, you would agree with me this right now, brothers and sisters, is salvation. The most important gift has been given to us for free. And we did not struggle, right? And yet, when it comes to other things, we kind of, yeah, yeah, that's basic. But when it comes to my life, my journey, I cannot always be on a receiving. Now, I'm not talking about being stingy and being selfish, being narcissistic. I'm, I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, when it comes to simply enjoying life, there's a lot of things. And we say this, you know, a lot of wonderful things are free, have been given for us for free, to us for free. I mean, breathing. I mean, sun. I mean, I know that we pay our bills and, and all that, but reality is we need to grow also in our receiving to just be humble and say God if you've already given that to me freely then I just have to receive it it's just three things in my introduction that you need to you can do when it comes to what Jesus is giving to you number one receive it number two enjoy it can I ask you a question are you enjoying the life that Jesus has given to you or are you one of those Christians that are saved and not happy about it Come on, are you one of those people that are saying, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, Jesus is on my side. And why are you frowning? I got some issues. Do not let these things overshadow. Please understand uh, where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to discount the fact that we go through tough times in life. But I'm just saying, do not let those things overshadow the reality of what you have in Christ Jesus. Can we give Him praise for a moment for what Jesus has freely given to us? Life, abundant life forevermore. I mean, what's the use of this awesome life that Jesus came to give if we're not enjoying it. Enjoy it. And I've noticed, ladies and gentlemen, that the way to really enjoy what Jesus has given to us is to share it. I've noticed that the more selfish we become, the more we are unhappy about things. I've noticed that the more you, you give, I've noticed that the more you share your life, that the more you volunteer in church, that the more you serve, that the more you make yourself available for the glory of the Lord, I mean, if you see, if, the more you try to keep life, the more you lose it. I don't know if you've noticed that the more you give it away, the more you save it. Jesus had always been right. The more you try to keep it, the more you lose it. See, in this life, we're taught, you know, we have to really can all we get and can. Can all we get, and, uh, get all we can and can all we get. Try to keep it to ourselves. No, but reality is, if you want to enjoy it, you got to share it. Share Jesus. Amen. Share life. Uncommon. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody, just keep on saying amen. Nobody will know that Pastor Ram is talking about you this morning. <laughs> just keep on saying amen. And then glance at the person right next to you. Amen. Full life. It's a full life. Jesus said, I came to give. What kind of life is this? It's a full life. As opposed to having an empty life. See, we try to produce it, it's empty. If we, try to, if we will just receive it, it's something that's full because it's coming from Jesus. Amen? Everybody say full. Full life as opposed to shallow and empty life. It's a good life according to Ephesians chapter 2. Read it in the Amplified Classic. Look, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. This is amazing, right? Ephesians. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which, he, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life. Are you living that good life? Living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to, to walk in, to live. In other words, it's already, it's something that we discover, it's something that we just enjoy, it's something that we just walk in. 
something that we just live out something that Jesus already given to us tell somebody are you enjoying that life are you enjoying your life today full life it's a good life it's a higher life as opposed to having a low life amen low life is something that you try to produce higher life is something that Jesus is offering you it's set apart life it's set apart life it's an uncommon life it's a holy life amen so you and I have been called from commonness to holiness from ordinary to extraordinary kind of life, from natural to a supernatural life, say amen. From being conform, you know, from being a life that is always conforming to the world to, to a life that's being transformed in Christ Jesus. So 1 Peter 2 verse 9 and John chapter 10 verse 10 is telling all of us that you have been called out of a life of sin, mess, chaos, confused life, guilt-stricken life, shame-filled life, dark life, hopeless life, mediocre life, mundane life, miserable life, low and common life. Jesus is calling you to come out of that. Come out from among them, be separate. God is saying to you right now, you are set apart. You may be going through this life in this earth. You may be, you might find yourself every, every once in a while uh, being part of a crowd, but be it known to you that you're supposed to stand out. You have been handpicked by God. You are, God knows who you are. Amen. And God's purpose is to call you out of that kind of life, an old life, a dark life, a hopeless life, into a higher life, somebody say amen. Into a life of more, somebody say amen. Into a full life, an abundant life, a, a life of progress and increase, a life that is summiting and not plummeting. A life that is going up. Amen. Did you know, brothers and sisters, that if you're going to look at, biblically, if you're going to look at the trajectory of life, of the life of believers in the Bible, biblically, our life's movement is supposed to be forward and upward. That's the only two ways that are scriptural. We're never, your life, the trajectory of your life is that you're not going down. Proverbs 4 verse 18, the path of the righteous. It's like a shining sun that shines ever brighter into full known day. So you might be going through some tough times today. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't stay there. Amen. You're just going through. Remember, drive through. You're just going through. You're not staying there. Amen. It's just a moment of your journey. It's just a, a, a season of your life. But the reality is for the most part, your life, you have been called out of that hopeless life. Called out of that dark life. You've been called out of that chaotic life into a life of more, into a life of progress. Say amen. Into a life of increase. So your life and mine have been purposed by God to be an ever-increasing life. Ever-increasing life. Life. In fact, the ending is heaven. If you're gonna, I'm, if you're gonna look at a, a little bit of, you know, the end times. If you talk about eschatology, I mean, it's ex exciting. You are not. You are, our our posture is this. You are not waiting for that hole in the ground. You're waiting for that hole in the sky. The coming back of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Rapture. And then you've got this. I mean, while seven great great tribulation is happening on the earth, that. That's why you need to receive Jesus. If you haven't received Jesus Christ in your life, you don't have to go through that because you can be part of the church that will be raptured. But think about that. Seven years and then we're having this awesome homecoming in heaven and then we're going to go back with the Lord in the millennial reign. You might say, Pastor Ham, that's, that's just so far from where we are right now. Think about this. Think about this for a moment. If Jesus is going to come back today, 2022, right? If Jesus is going to come back today, which means rapture, right? He's going to rapture the church. It's a homecoming. It's a family event. Not everybody will be raptured. Only the ones that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Not everybody will be resurrected. Only the ones that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
So we will all be raptured. We will be in heaven while there is going to be seven years of great tribulation. I don't know if you realize that if the rapture will happen today, which is imminent, right? It can happen any moment. It can happen right now. My prayer, and I want to encourage God's people, my prayer is that it would happen on a Sunday. First service, amen? Like, you're not thinking about bad things yet. You're in church and you're enjoying it. Yeah. And rapture will happen, right? If rapture happens today, this is not part of the, but I'm just going through this. If rapture is going to happen today, you realize that we're out of here, all hell breaks loose on earth, great tribulation, seven years. That's within 20, 2020 and 2030. That's just seven years. Which means that seven years, after seven years, this millennial reign. That is exciting to me. I don't know if you realize that. We are living in the best time in the history of the church. We, that's why we need to think higher. I'm not just trying to survive on earth. You need to know you are uncommon. You are not placed in this time, place called time to just survive and struggle your way through life. You are purposed by God to be in this. I mean, the best time to shine is now. The best time to share the gospel is now. The best time to share Jesus is now. Amen? People are, are, are wanting answers. People are looking for hope. We've got it. We have that, right? I know I'm going through some things. I know I'm dealing with some issues in my life. But the reality is I need to go above that, go beyond that, and know that I am uncommon, called out of that life, life that is so common into an uncommon life, a life of purpose, progress, increase, ever-increasing life in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you right now, it excites me. I am excited. I mean, I've been in full-time ministry by the grace of God almost for 40, 30 years now. I almost said 40 years. Almost 30 years now in full-time ministry. But I realized, brothers, and sisters, this is the most exciting time to live for the glory of God. Because if you see beyond this, if you see beyond this, think about this. If Jesus, have, if Jesus comes back right now, Jesus comes back this month. If Jesus comes back this year, I mean, please, just look around. Just hear, listen to the news. The things that we used to say, ah, I don't know if it's, if it's ever going to happen. It's happening already. Like, accurately. The way the Bible describes it. And then we cannot, we cannot, we cannot have this kind of mentality that, you know, yeah, you know, it's... Listen, church, I, I'm here on a mission to encourage somebody. Maybe not everybody, but just somebody. And somebody can be a representation of everybody. So it means everybody. Amen. <laughs> Jesus wants you to come up higher. Jesus wants you to know, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot live an uncommon life if you think you are, if you're common. If your mentality is, I'm just this, you know, I'm just trying to survive. That's the only life I know. This is the only life I know. Listen, church. There's a higher life that we can come up to, to live. Higher mindset. Intentionality this year, ladies and gentlemen, should go up higher. Amen. If you're going to serve the Lord, serve now. If you're going to volunteer, volunteer now. You're going to find your church, yourself in church, in the life of the church. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late. I don't know if you realize tomorrow will never come. So, Pastor Ram, is that in the Bible? Yeah. Because tomorrow will be another today. And our yesterday was our former today. The only life you can live is now. If you're going to serve, if you're going to give to the Lord, give now. Give your life. Listen, Jesus gave first. I realized when Jesus said, I came to give, I came to give you life. He's actually referring to his life. I came to give you my life. I gave my life on the cross for you. I gave my life for you. 
And it excites me that like verse 10 says, and I'm the good shepherd. In other words, if we try to live this life apart from Christ, it's impossible. Jesus said, I, I want to shepherd you through it. I want you to walk with me throughout this entire process, throughout this entire journey. I want to walk with you. I want to shepherd you through it. I want to shepherd you to it. Whatever it is. Amen? I got three things, brothers and sisters, and this is the real three points. Amen? Are you good? Is, it, is three points okay here in, in your life? Pastor Edwin, because Pastor Edwin, Pastor Edwin is the rabbi, so. Three things. If you want to enjoy this life, if you want to enjoy this life, brothers and sisters, that Jesus came to give to you. I've got three practical but doable, doable, you know, encouragements for you. Number one, build your life around Christ. Build your life around Christ. Meaning he's first, he's the center. He's your all in all. You see, what, we hap what happens, usually happens to us if we try to come up with a life, try to produce a life, and we ask Jesus to bless it. Listen, church. You are either a Christian that's asking God to bless what you're doing, or you're a Christian who finds out what God is blessing and you do it. But I've made up my mind, I'm not going to be asking God or even begging God to bless what I'm doing if it's not His will. Or if He's not into it. What I will find out is, is this God's will? Is this God's best? I want to do it. Because I know God's blessing is in it. I know God's hand is upon it. I know God's favor. Can, can I get a witness in the house of the Lord this morning? Don't be a Christian that will be begging the God this year. Lord, can you bless this? I got a plan already. I got a life that I have tried to come up with. And Lord, can you bless it? As opposed to God, is this the life that you are blessing? I want to live it. I have a guarantee for you this morning. If you live your life around Christ, that is a guaranteed, blessed, full, enjoyable, abundant life. Somebody say, Amen. What does that mean, Pastor Ram? Colossians 1. Look at Colossians 1, verse 16 and 17 in the Amplified Classic. Look at this, church. Colossians says, For it was in Him, everybody say, in Him, that all things, everybody say, all things, were created in heaven and on earth. Where are we? On earth. Things seen, things unseen. With, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things, everybody say, all things, were created and exist through Him. Can somebody say through Him? By His service, intervention, and in and for Him. Let me break it down for you, ladies and gentlemen. In, through, and for. In other words, our reality and our existence, our, our reality, our identity, and my existence should be based in Christ. God has already given us this new place. I am in Christ. That's your new spiritual address. You are in Christ. Your life, when it is lived out in Christ, your identity, amen, your existence, your mindset, everything based in Christ. There's so many in Christ realities. In, in the Bible school, it's being taught, right? Many, many years ago, back in, in, it was 1991, when I was in the Bible school, we're already talking about in Christ realities. The reality is in, there's so many things, realities about you beyond the reality that you are facing, beyond the reality that you are feeling, beyond the reality that you were told about. There, is, there are so many realities that are in Christ. In Christ, you are whole. In Christ, you are healed. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Christ, you are loved. In Christ, you are moving forward in spite of what's happening. In Christ, you are, amen, you are a brand new person. 
But Pastor Ram, I'm struggling with this. I understand that, but that is your current reality, listen, but it's not your ultimate reality. There are so many present realities that are not the ultimate reality, but so many times, all too often, we settle with the natural, present, I see it right now, realities, and then we discount the reality that we have in Christ Jesus. That's why we are called to come up higher. That's why we are encouraged to live an uncommon life. You are uncommon people called to live an uncommon life. It will never ever happen if you look at yourself opposite from the reality that the Bible is talking about you in Christ. My identity. Amen. Through Christ. My ability. My empowerment through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I know, I know the context there is, you know, talking about, uh, Paul's talking about Philippians 4 and it's a lot of things we can talk about in, in terms of context there. But the reality is, Jesus is our empowerment. Come on, church. Jesus, I'm talking about building your life around Christ. Ang lakas. Ooh, sarap magtagalog. Thank you, Lord. Our empowerment, our ability. In other words, through Christ. It's through Christ. Whatever I do, I depend on Him. I trust in Him. I know the reality is, you know, we have to talk to ourselves, you know, and, and listen to God's Word. Because we find ourselves every once in a while in places where we choose it, we want it. This is my desire instead of this is God's destiny for me, right? Through Christ, through Him, through Him, in Him, through Him, for Him. The purpose of your existence, you're here, not to survive. But you're here because God purposed you to be here, not only to try to survive this pandemic. I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to belittle what people are going through right now. Because people are going through tough times, right? But I'm encouraging you today. Look up, look beyond, and look inside. There's so much, so many realities that you can come up to that will enable you. Reality is it will enable you to not only survive but to thrive in this season. Somebody say amen. In Him, through Him, for Him. Build it around Christ. If I try to come up with it, it's not a life, it's a lie. But I've simply received it from Jesus. I said, God, are you giving this to me? Is, is this mine? Yeah, she said, I've given my life to you. I've given you this entire package. I mean, not with him, is he, gonna also, is he not also going to freely give us all things? So with him, it's a package. God knows. God cares about you. God cares about what you care about. But not in a, in a way that he cares about you, that, in a sense that he's worrying. No, he's not worrying at all. He knows the future. He speaks the end from the beginning. He sees the end from the beginning. But God is saying to you right now, look to him. Look through the things that are bothering you, that causing you to fear and be anxious about and be filled with these realities in Christ. If you're going to build your life, something that you can enjoy, something that you can not only endure but enjoy. We're used to enduring things. I mean, Eastern Visayas, we're always storm and everything. But you know what? We're encouraged not only to endure but to enjoy. Amen. Build it around Christ, number two. Build it around God-ordained purpose. Build it around God-ordained purpose that we already read in Philippians chapter 2. A life that God has already prearranged, a destiny that God has for us. The, the original design of God, not only the desire that I have, but the design of God. Amen. Amen. Everything is created twice. Do you realize that? Everything is created twice. Before you see the actual building, you see the perspective of the building. It's already finished in the mind of the architect. I want you to know you are never an accident. You might feel like you're an accident. You might look like you're an accident. Please don't look around. 
the reality is you're purposed by God to be here. Amen. Everything about you, the details of your life, carefully considered by God. He did not make a mistake. Amen. Come on. He did not make a mistake. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I encourage you for the sake of time, I'm mean, not going to do that, but Psalms 139, verse 14, all the way through 16. I mean, Jesus saw us, God saw us before we were ever, uh, ever born. And what is that? Got a purpose of God. Purpose. Hey, product, uh, purpose precedes product. Before you see the product, purpose came first. Yeah. So you're here, and the proof that you're here, the fact, the fact that you're here proves that you're already finished in the mind of God. I want to encourage you today, whatever you are going through, whatever you are dealing with, think you're not one common person trying to survive. You have been purposed by God, plucked out of eternity, put into this place called time with a purpose, a God-ordained purpose. His design, not necessarily your desire, but His design. I want to encourage you today, brothers and sisters, you leave this building in the next few minutes, you will be out of here. But think about the fact that God has placed you in this world, in Manila, wherever you are working, whatever you are doing, whatever talents you may have, but God purposed you to be there. If you're a businessman, you have been strategically positioned by God in these last days. If you're working in, a corporate, in the corporate world or in an office somewhere, you have been positioned strategically, I'd like to call it that way, strategically positioned by God wherever you are. You are not just there for the sake of livelihood. Please, uncommon people. Uncommon people, we need, we need to come up higher. Amen? You need to put purpose to your possessions. You need to put purpose to your pursuits. Because if there, these things, even your passion, if your passion is about saying without the purpose of God, if you try to build this life, try to enjoy this life outside of God's ordained purpose for you, it's a struggle all the way. But man, how we enjoy it when we know. You see, you can even go through a pain right now, but if you have perspective, something else. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I, I wish I had, we still have time, there's a lot of Christian paradoxes. These all seemingly contradictory realities that coexist. I am blessed, but I'm dealing with the brokenness in my life. I, I, am, I, I know I am called by God to, to live a higher life, but man, I'm feeling so low right now. There's a lot of these things going on, but the reality is, man, I, I, thank you, Jesus. But I think about, I think about Mephibosheth. I love, I think, was it Second Chronicles chapter 9? I love the... the the 13th verse, it says there that Mephibosheth was eating every single day in the king's table, but both feet are lame. It's amazing that we can be sitting in the king's table, and yet we're dealing with some imperfections in our lives. But that's reality. But my encouragement is look through it, look beyond it. Know who you are, know whose you are. You know, and know what God has purposed for you. It will, it will enlarge your life. It will enable you, brothers and sisters, to not only survive, but even come out victoriously through situations. When you begin to think about your purpose, somebody say, amen. Thank you, Lord. Is that the time I have? Five minutes? Good. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm down to my third point. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, if you want to enjoy this life that Jesus is giving to you, 
Number one, you've got to build it around Christ. Number two, you've got to build it around God's God-ordained purpose. And number three, I'm going to very practical now. Build it around God-ordained relationships. Build it around God-ordained relationships. Read with me Hebrews chapter 10, starting from verse 23. Look at verse 23 of Hebrews chapter 10. It says, you have there, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It's actually pretty much encouraging us, brothers and sisters, to, to, to begin to encourage one another. Okay, encourage one another. As you see these things happening, you need to encourage one another. And then in Hebrews 10, verse 25, it's, it's talking about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Okay, and then we can we do the things that God has purposed for us to accomplish in these last days. But the encouragement, even all throughout the scripture, not only in that verse that I've just read, but from the Old Testament down to the New Testament, if you, you will find, brothers and sisters, that the continuity and sustainability of the purposes of God are caused through divine God-ordained relationships. I don't have time to mention about Moses and, and, and Joshua and, and, and Elijah and Elisha and, 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 and uh, David and all his men and, and so many other people in the Old Testament. If you want... If you want to see the continuity and sustainability of God-ordained purposes, they are always coursed through God-ordained relationships. Within the confines of God-ordained relationships, the significant things of God in, this, in His kingdom are preserved and sustained through God-ordained relationships. I was reading 2 Kings. If you, if you have time, you can read it at home, 2 Kings chapter 2. I mean, just looking at Elijah and Elisha during the last days of Elijah's life on earth. So it, it, it was emphasized that they were traveling things. They were traveling together, doing things together. And from beginning all the way to end, it, it speaks of consistency of relationship. It speaks of intimacy of relationships. It speaks of intentionality in relationships. Um, and there's even a time where 50... Um, Men from the group of prophets went and watched from a distance. They were just watching from a distance. And every once in a while, they would ask Elisha and said, you know that your master is going to be gone today? And he said, yeah, I know. Shut up. Are you supposed to say shut up in church? No, maybe I'll make Greek. Shut it up. Shut it up. But you know what? During this time, Elijah would even say to Elisha, you stay here. God told me to move towards a certain place. And, and Elisha would say, Master, for as long as the Lord lives, as long as you live, you know, I, I intend to stay with you. I, I, I'm intentional about this relationship. I'm consistent about this relationship. I'm going intimate with this relationship. Are you here, church? And, and he was going for it. And then there was one time Elijah asked him, what do you really want? Is there anything that you desire that I can give to you? And said, I want a double portion of what you have. And he said, if you will see me, being taken away. In other words, you better stay with me. You better be faithful to this God-ordained relationship or you're going to miss it. You stay with me. And then it happened. It happened. I've noticed this, brothers and sisters, that my life had been enriched. My life had been enlarged. I've been blessed. In fact, to be, to be honest with you, spoiled with great friends. Listen, blessings, but relation, uh, responsibility as well. You got to know how to invest in relationships. You got to know how to protect them. You got to know how to preserve them. You got to know how to sow into this God-ordained relationships. And you've got to be intentional this year. Can I encourage you today, church? You might say, Pastor Ram, I'm not really enjoying my life. Maybe you have been isolating yourself. 
Pastor Ram, I haven't been enjoying my life. Maybe you haven't been made, you have made, you haven't made yourself available in the house of God. I've noticed this, that the more I serve, the more I make myself available, the more I enjoy it. That's why even Jesus said, you know, my food is to do the will of my Father. It nourishes me to do God's will. It nourishes me to be hanging out with God's ordained, God's, God's people, God-ordained relationships. It grows me, it preserves me. I get rebuked. I get corrected. I get encouraged. I need all that. Amen. Please bring all the help that I can get because I'm, I'm intentional about not only surviving this life, but enjoying this life from start to finish. And the way God intended it is this. If you want to enjoy your life, if you want to enjoy this, the life that Jesus is giving to you, you've got to make up your mind, purpose in your heart, make a decision this year to build it around Christ. Don't try to isolate yourself, come up with a life and try to and ask the Lord to bless it. But find out what God is blessing. And what God is blessing is this. Find yourself in Christ. Do life. Amen. In the context of the cross. In the context of salvation. Of redemption. And you will find the benefits, the blessings. It will enrich you. Around Christ. God ordained relationship. God ordained purpose. And God ordained relationship. My encouragement is this. In church. Here today. I encourage you to begin to review your relationships. Where are you? in terms of God ordained what do you have how rich it is how empowering it is how enlarging it is amen if you don't have friends the Bible says if you will be friendly you will have many friends so you begin maybe you got to be more intentional this year instead of just waiting for someone to come up someone to come up to you maybe you got to look around and ask the Holy Spirit Lord lead me to these people that I can build relationships with that will further your purposes for in my life and through my life amen is this making sense to somebody you will enjoy it more when you build it around Christ you will enjoy it more when you do it with purpose you will enjoy it more when you do it with others not just others but God ordained relationships I am where I am right now because of divine relationships we are where we are right now because of God ordained relationship don't be fooled into thinking that there is such a thing as a self-man, self-made person. There's no such a thing as a self-made person. You never get anywhere without anybody helping you. Isolation hurts. Community heals. Be part of the church. Make yourself available. And life will take on a new meaning. Somebody say amen. Stand to your feet. Father, we give you praise for this day. Thank you for the word. Thank you for encouraging us today. Thank you for building up our faith. Come on, church, let's give it up for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That nothing really makes sense if we try to live it away outside, outside of you, Jesus. Nothing makes sense if Jesus is not part of the equation, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing makes sense if Jesus is not part of it. Nothing makes sense without a purpose. Nothing makes sense when it is not done within the confines of God-ordained relationships. I want to encourage you with that today. Father, we give you praise. We honor you. We love you. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel 
newlifemediaph. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.